0: welcome to the two acre homestead podcast we're your host lisa and kevin and on today's episode we're talking about getting your homestead ready for the fall and winter season welcome to the two acre homestead come along with us on our journey from a small suburban homestead lifestyle
1: to our new lifestyle, homesteading in the rural countryside of Southern Arizona.
0: We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures
1: from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all All on on the the Two Two Acre Acre Homestead. Homestead.
0: Welcome back. Happy to have you. Happy to be here. (laughs) Well, in case you have not heard and you are in the Northern Hemisphere, it's fall, y'all. We're like midway maybe into fall season at this point. And um, we are finally in our neck of the woods starting to really feel like it's starting to become fall. Um, Everything is changing even the sunlight. I just I love this time of year. What about you?
1: I do. It's starting to get colder out there. Yeah. So where we're at, we're what about 3500 elevation, so um yeah, we're dipping into the 40s in the mornings, which is nice.
0: Yeah. It's
1: I would say more fifties, but I think we got to just under fifty, like forty six, something like that.
0: And next week we're supposed to be touching the Mm thirties, so here we go. Everything is get out the flannel. Yep,
1: wear the jeans.
0: (laughs) No more shorts. Yep. (laughs) So today's episode, we are talking about getting our homesteads ready for fall, and really fall is just getting ready for winter. But, right, but um,
1: before we do that, you know, we always break and say, what what's new in your neck of the woods?
0: <laughs> Good question. It's funny you say that because it is fall and we are getting ready to dip into the 30s. Um, and we have an interesting microclimate here on our homestead. And that is in the gardens. Uh, and it's just because of the way our property is. The, the way our property is designed, where the gardens are, it's a lot lower than um where the house is, so when we get into the forties, it's in the thirties in the gardens, and when it's in the thirties, it's really cold in our garden so all that to all that saying is is that to me when we're getting into the thirties, which is what we're gonna be doing next week. That means this week it has been all hands on deck. We're trying to get everything out of the garden as much as I possibly can. And that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow is pulling everything out and planting garlic and yeah, and trying to preserve every single thing that's coming out of the gardens right now. So that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to?
1: Minus a couple details, the buck barn is done. <laughs> I think that's what we'll call it, the buck barn.
0: Yeah, the buck barn.
1: Um, because we were, yeah. Anyway, because we have, it's a secondary barn now. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, it's a smaller barn, but we're gonna have two bucks and blitz through last night, just trying to get clean up, you know, wood scraps, tools, whatnot, and get it out of there, and. Got the goats in their new um, paddock, so it's real nice. Mm-hmm. It is, and so I've got a few few minor things to do, and then eventually I'll be getting to the um, loafing shed, which will be nice to have. Yeah, well, yeah. as well, but that's that's a relief.
0: Yeah, it is, and it was really nice to see Junior and his mom out there. We did have a little bit of a surprise this morning, and that was we found a snake in that area. So that was a little stressful. And for you all that don't know, we are here in the Southwest of Arizona, the actually Southeast Arizona. And we have a lot of rattlesnakes out here. Mm -hmm. So when we're outside, our head is constantly, constantly on a swivel. And um, it just so happened that, we just found one, and he was laying there, pretty coiled up and trying to hide. and we were happy to to you know, you went to go to go get the uh, dispatch item, we'll call it. and um, by the time you came back out, he was gone. so
1: <sighs> it's yeah, that's how it goes. Well, in that area, um, it was still part of the paddock. Um, there was some growth you know, some greenery and Mm -hmm. left it there because I thought, you know, the goats that's one more thing that they can eat. Um and then on top of that, I had one of those it's called, you know, some people call it t 111 It's those basically four by eight sheets that kind of look like siding, right? So I had put it on the ground and when I was cleaning up that was one of the last things I was gonna remove and I didn't even think that something would be under there. So good thing it didn't jump at me at that point. Yeah, because those so guys didn't can jump. Later. They can lunge. They can lunge six I, I feet. Forgot.
0: Yeah, six feet is it?
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, and we do have those, but you know we also have, what is it? The king snakes, which are smaller and they're not going to lunge. They're easier to handle. But anyway. um, There
0: is no snake that is a good snake.
1: I didn't say it was a good snake. In my opinion.
0: I know. Well, you always say it is a good snake and that we should never do anything to hurt them. But I think all snakes must. Yeah. I think there should be another biological solution. Okay. Anyway. (laughs)
1: Let's get back on topic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's get back on topic.
1: So how about um, when we prep for fall and winter um maybe we could start with the gardens what things are good to keep in mind
0: yeah so like i was saying before you know when your temperatures are starting to dip into the 30s um and that's fahrenheit um really that's when you want to start pulling everything out of the gardens um and that's because you know, the overnight lows is really what's going to start killing off most of your summer loving plants. So like your zucchinis, your squashes, your pumpkins, um, your beans, your definitely your tomatoes. Um, And so all of those things need to start coming out. So one of the things that I'm doing, I'm um, just a pro tip, like with your tomatoes, if you still have tomatoes that are green on the vine, which we do because this tomato season was terrible um what I do is I take my green tomatoes and I put them in brown paper bags and let them ripen on their own and they ripen up pretty good that way so just a pro tip but that is something that you want to do is start cleaning out all of your gardens um, and then you want to pick a place in your garden that you will be okay with using throughout the summer, um, at least up into mid-summer of the following year, um, a garden bed. And I know I've already selected mine personally, um, and I've selected this particular garden bed because I'm going to be planting garlic in there. So especially for those of us who are in the southern half of the United States, um, we probably, if you're in gardening zones, I believe it's eight to ten, um, you're likely gonna wanna grow the soft neck variety of garlic. Um, and that's really good because it stores for a long time and you can overwinter it. Um, I always plant mine this time of year and then mid-summer is when they're usually um ready to be pulled out and stored. The other thing that you want to start doing if you haven't already while you're collecting everything and taking everything out of your gardens is you want to start collecting your seeds if you haven't been doing already. But start collecting your seeds. Let some of those fruits get overripe. Let them get um, beyond maturity so that way you can start collecting your seeds. The other thing that you want to start doing too is um, you would want to plant cover crops. Cover crops are good to keep the soil active, but um, and alive. And then, when it's time to plant in uh, those particular beds, you can simply remove the cover crops either by chopping them down or mulching them back in um, to put in nutrition. And um, the other thing that you want to start doing is you want to start. I, I tell myself this every year, and. Invariably, there's one or two items that are always left out in the garden for whatever reason, but collect all of your gardening tools and put them in a place that is covered. So a barn, a shed, your garage, someplace like that. Make sure all of your gardening tools, all of them are clean, Um you know just give them a good soap and water bath if you can um just you know rinse them down because you don't want any diseases that may be attached to those tools going into the next gardening season
1: and then when it comes to winter you don't want to get rust forming right mm-hmm. so keep the blades sharp it might be a good if you buy good quality blades um whether they're loppers or um something else then you know you should be able to sharpen them some of the cheaper stuff you try to sharpen it you're going to get nicks in it and you're going to see it's just not going to work
0: exactly yeah
1: but also um some depending on the tool you might need to oil it as well that might be a good thing to do at this time Mm -hmm. because you don't need to do it all the time
0: right like the handles especially the wooden handles you're going to want to put oil on that I. I forgot what right. kind of oil you put on there.
1: Right. Um, so basically, if, so it, I will say this. In in Arizona, sometimes we buy handles that are fiberglass because wood tends not to to hold up as much in the sun.
0: It does not. But
1: if you do have wood handles, and we do have some that are like that, you can give it a good sanding. Mm-hmm. And then you can use mineral oil. Um, mm, you might need to do more is. than one coat, but, you know, that way it'll help prolong uh, the life of that tool. Um, I, I, I mentioned oil, I guess I should have said, I mentioned oil too, because sometimes with loppers and so on, you might need to oil the the gear in between and so oh, on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a good idea.
0: And what about barns?
1: Well, for the barns, for upkeep on the animals, there's a lot of things to think o- about as well. So your uh stock tanks where you have water for the animals make sure that you have a de-icer unit why do i mention that because if you have um you know you still may need to uh, water those animals they're still going to be out on the pasture and whatnot a de-icer unit's going to be a smart thing because then you're not going to run the risk of that water um freezing you know Mm -hmm. those those units can you know break because of the ice and and whatnot so that's gonna save you a lot of headache. So I mentioned before that we're talking about building a loafing shed. Part of that is to have a good area to store hay. In prep for fall and winter, um, if you have animals that are gonna be eating hay, you're gonna to wanna to store up, likely because the cost is gonna be less, but then it also just saves you from getting that during the cold months uh, when you know you don't need to. So. Clean that area out Um, by winter time. There, you know, that's that reserve is going to be starting to go down a little bit. So take some time uh, to do that. When it comes to feed, you can think about if you need to check the storage barrels. Typically, we use the galvanized metal barrels, those seem to last a lot longer than plastic, uh, especially when it comes to heat and cold. So um, get, make sure they're rodent proof. Those lids usually, if you push them down a little bit, they'll be pretty secure and you won't get rodents in there. As far as inside the, the barns, make sure you have plenty of straw or pine shavings or some type of cedar shavings uh, for bedding. Um, if you have a loafing shed, something like that, then that's another good spot to store that type of thing clean out the stalls. That's a good thing to do on a regular basis, especially if you have, like we do, we have goats. And when you have urine and feces and so on, you don't want them breathing that in. So make sure you have the right tools to make it easier for you to clean uh, that out. You can compost that material. And then um, I also recommend, to getting some type of stall refresh um, Mm -hmm. because that way that will help kind of keep that urine smell, the ammonia smell down.
0: And then you would also want to adjust the ventilation too. Exactly. um, Inside the barn, because you still need the ventilation, but you don't want it too drafty so that the animals get too cold, right? Right,
1: exactly. So before we had animals and we introduced them into the barn that we had on property, we added some vents. Make sure you add them cross, you know, so you can get cross ventilation. So, one you know, vent on each side at least. Depending on the type of vents you get, you might have ones that you can open or close um, as needed. Another thing to think about too, especially when we talk about barns, check insulation in that barn if needed, if you have it. That is a good time to do that and you can make adjustments there. If you have electrical panels and plugs in the barn, check that as well. Hopefully when that was installed, that was installed in such a way where animals can't chew and rodents (laughs) and so on the electrical inside. So hopefully it's in Romex or some type of metal um, casing. So that way that makes it easier.
0: And as a homestead mom, please, please, please make sure the pathways to and from the barn are clear of debris and if they're muddy make sure you put some mulch down like wood chips hay something down to not track in the mud into either your mud room or your house Mm -hmm. do your wives a favor and make sure those pathways are
1: (laughs) trust me if mama ain't happy ain't no one happy
0: exactly yeah yeah
1: and then, maybe just one more thing, just thinking about the barns, it's you know time to think about you know any drafts, correct those, mm-hmm. and then um notice one thing in our barn, clean up any cobwebs and whatnot because you're oh, going in there right there that yeah. that collects after after some time. so, what about in the house? How do we prepare for the fall and winter?
0: Well, preparing for the fall and winter in the house is is a completely different thing from all the other things that you do on the outside. But I definitely would say you, as far as like from my perspective, I always try to make sure we have the basic things such as flashlights, candle supplies, sleeping bags, and I know you have, you know, well, this is really... Your area, but we're tents and stuff. But you know, I we just did a, a new order um, just recently for sleeping bags because of um, you know the kids are getting bigger, so they they need bigger sleeping bags. But um, and tents, uh, and I know it sounds odd, but tents for the inside of your house because in the event that there's a power outage in the middle of winter, um. You need to be able to select a room in your house that's going to be your "quote unquote" warm room, and um, the last thing you want is your kids to be freezing cold in the middle of the night. So, do yourself a favor. Um, go on Amazon. I, I know Amazon Prime just had their their big sale um, just recently, but you know we are having Black Friday is coming up um, just before Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, you might be able to find a, a Black Friday deal where you can get sleeping bags that are rated for zero to five degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and that's exactly what we've done. And that's just to make sure that everybody stays warm I know it sounds odd here in the state of Arizona, but even here in the state in the state of Arizona, at least where we are located, we get snow. So And we get down um,
1: to the twenties or so. Some areas close by the teens, they get in the teens yeah, more so we got, than we do. But we've get, we've gotten down to that. I think part. last
0: year we got to fifteen. We mm-hmm. got really cold. Yep. So and that I mean, if you're in Minnesota, you're probably laughing. Fifteen, really cold. But Oh um, no, they're they're
1: fifteen <laughs> below. Yeah, exactly. Right?
0: <laughs> But you know, for us, that's really cold, so yeah. um, but you just want to make sure that you've got some some good uh ways to have heating and lighting and water
1: mm-hmm. by yep. the way, backup water, yep.
0: backup water. Because in case something happens, um, where your pipes freezes, freeze, mm-hmm. um, you have some backup water yep. in your
1: house. Yep, we know we we learned from experience on that Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of keeping warm too um, if you do have a chimney that um, well first of all if you have a fireplace and that fireplace you use wood make sure you have a good stash for the winter of wood that you're going to need and then prep the kindling ahead of time that uh, you're going to need for some time Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure that's you know cut to the right length and whatnot Um, it might also be a good time to start thinking about getting in the chimney swept, the flue cleaned and so on. So you might need Mm -hmm. to hire somebody for that, but, um, that's a good time. And in general, I think it's a good thing. You, You should do some of these things on a regular basis, depending on what they are, but it's a good thing to test things, make sure things are working. Um, do you have a backup generator? Is that working? Anything you need to maintain on that? If you, not necessarily off grid, but if you have solar, you know, solar panel with an array and so on, anything that needs to be maintained on that, like the batteries and and so on,
0: or if they need to be cleaned, mm-hmm. the panels themselves. The panels
1: themselves. Yep, exactly. Um, test any home heaters that you have. Do those need to be filled with oil or anything? So that's a good thing to think about. Do you need to fill up on propane? especially if you have a generator and that runs on, some run on gas, some run on propane, some are dual. Uh, that's a good thing to check. Another thing to inside the home, test your smoke alarms, your carbon monoxide detectors. And I think that's a good thing to do, probably mm-hmm. quarterly at least. But um, make a list each room, you know, where the carbon dioxide detectors are, where monoxide. the smoke, al- or excuse me, monoxide <laughs> detectors. Um, thank you. And um, write down which rooms are in and so on. And then just put a date when you last checked it. And um, that'll that's a good thing to do. Um, as you mentioned, blankets, tents, uh, sleeping bags, just going to mention too. Good thing to think about what temperature are they rated for. Is that good enough for your area? Mm-hmm. Because you can get them, you know, only down to 30, 40 degrees, but that may not be suitable for how cold it gets where you are.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. So those are a lot of good things to think about, especially when we get into fall and winter, um, when it gets colder and so on, you want to make sure that everything's ready to go and you just, uh, basically save yourself from having to have an emergency if you can.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, all of these tips that you have heard us share Um, on this particular episode can be accessed in a downloadable um, format. We have a new page on our website. So if you go to the T-H-E two Acre, spelling that T-W-O two acre homestead.com. So the two acre homestead.com and head on down um, in the menu to where it says resource. And on the resource tab, um, you'll be able to open up that page and you'll be able to download some really cool things such as this particular list that we have been going off of um, to do the podcast today. So it's just a very simple checklist. Um, it's just there to help you. It's not a end-all, be-all, you know, obviously... We don't know where you live, so this is kind of a generic list, but um, it also allows you to make notes, things that are pertinent for you, and um, so we also, we have this for both fall and for winter. We will be doing spring. Spring is going to be a very... Spring is going to, sorry for the laughs, our dog has just made her entrance into the studio. Um, anyway, um, we're going to be doing the spring and summer a little bit later in the year, um, probably sometime in January or February when we're bored and can't think of anything else to do but dream about summer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just the honest truth. So... um but yeah, we've we've got some wonderful downloadables for you guys. We also have on the website a couple of articles that have been requested by you. So for example, um, one of our most popular episodes is um, how to start homesteading fast and how to start homesteading inexpensively. So we've taken those episodes and condensed it down into a how to... Um, and it is kind of lengthy, um, but I think it's worth the, uh, worth the read for those of you who are really looking for something in the written format on how to get started homesteading fast and homesteading inexpensively.
1: Sounds good. All right. And that'll be good to have those downloadables too. Yeah. Nice to have something in hand. Yeah. All right. So it's been uh, good to have you with us again. Thank you for your support. Once again, go to the com for more information and the downloadables and so on. So from all of us here to all of you out there.
0: Happy homesteading.
1: And stay safe out there. Bye.